Lisa Tassoni and Tom Jacoby, and this is Practical Social Media. Uh, hi, Tom. How are you? Oh, hi, Mildred. Just great. Yourself? Good, good. Um, we did a, a seminar this week that we wanted to go over a few points about um, and then some of the follow-up that we're going to be doing. Um, we were at Ron Keats of the Keats Insurance Agency in Floral Park, and he has a great training room and was gracious enough to let us. We've done a couple of seminars there. And as part of Google Partners Program, they've put together um, a series of training and videos for small business and nonprofits. And they put these particular two videos together so that um, members of the partners team could run a seminar and it will give the big picture of several things. Um, first of all, about uh, what your target markets, why you need to be on the web, you know, big picture. Then the second video was a more in-depth look at uh, keywords, where to put your efforts, how to really maximize what you're doing. So uh, we ran that this week. We had some small businesses there that we are going to follow up with and then have them be guests and let us know what, what changes they made, what worked, um, what didn't work maybe. But uh, uh, so that's, that's the plan for this series. And uh, what did you think about the videos, Tom, and the whole seminar? I love the videos. The, the uh, what is it, Partner Connect? Is that what that's called, Google Partner Connect? Right, right. It's but they're, they're amazing. You yeah. get to hear somebody really, really knowledgeable. Frankly, somebody who you wouldn't be able to get on the phone for 15 minutes, and they just, you know, roll out and talk. The, the one fellow who's one of the people that's involved in, in – uh, Google AdWords, as we know it today, he was in on the ground floor in 2002. You know, he took, what, 30 minutes of, of going over how it works, you know, what, uh, what's, uh, what benefits there are, how you can reap these benefits. He calls himself an evangelist for uh, <laughs> Google AdWords. So that was impressive. The other guy, the, uh, the other uh, uh, Google partner, he was very good. You know, they're... You get to hear the experts share their expertise, which is something I like, Mildred likes, <laughs> Google likes. Right. And you know, like you say, it's not, it's not like a support desk call. They're helping you build your strategy. They want That's you right. to succeed because the more you succeed, the more likely you are to show up, have the searches show up, and ultimately um, do ads and use AdWords, but it's not a sales pitch. No. It's mechanics. It's why you do certain things. So, um, Tom, one of the things that uh, – so I have like four points that we can go over, but sure. um, particular things. But one of the things that you we were discussing briefly um, – uh, as we were prepping for the show, was uh, about the pictures because people, oh, the change in Google authorship. Yeah, yeah, they did that. They did that in the middle of June. They wrapped it up. 
on the 26th of June, and now when you get search results, even if your blog or something you wrote is right there, you don't have your picture anymore. But that doesn't mean that Google authorship is dead. Google authorship is still a, a key component to your online strategy, especially if you're, you know, a, a professional rather than somebody represent, you know, if you're part of a 500-person CPA firm, maybe it's not quite so important to have your Google authorship going because, after all, there's 500 people there. But for a professional, like a lawyer in practice, a dentist in practice, a small business owner, a medium-sized business owner, this stuff is key. Obviously, you're not just selling whatever your fine product and services, you're selling yourself. And Google authorship gives you that, that added clout. So instead of the picture now, you get a byline, a clickable byline. And it's still, you know, your whole, your whole Google Plus profile page still is key for creating the oomph behind your byline, you know, like uh, all the places that you post regularly and that sort of thing, having all your links listed on your Google Plus profile page, that's still very important. So it's, 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 in a way, it's a cosmetic change, and in a, in a way, it's, it's I don't know, it, it seems to go back to, back to basics. It still supports who you are and your identity. You're still selling yourself and building up your authority with uh, Google authorship. Yeah. Um, Kathy, did you just join us, or is it Janice? It's Janice. Hi, Janice. How are you? This is Janice Hi. Blake on the line. Um, she was at our seminar and has been working with us uh, following some of Google principles and practical social media. She's uh, an author, a self-published author, and a jockey, and a speaker. So thanks for joining in. Um, Hi, Janice. Hi. Um, Tom. Oh, yeah, Tom. Hi, Tom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So while we were going, so Tom was just talking, authorship, I, it's almost like um, it's, it's complex and so people don't pay much attention to it. But one of the points and that you mentioned and that they mentioned in the videotapes was to develop your Google Plus business page. People, I think, get a yes. Facebook business page, but they haven't been paying too much attention to the Google Plus business pages. Um, and they're starting to tie it all in. One of the things that um, uh, they stressed was to have a YouTube channel. And I've been using that with um, the New Hyde Park Museum, Brokerage Hub, um, Dom's Landscaping. He was there the other night. Uh, hmm? I used it with our email marketing. Janice, you've used it, I think, with some of your book promo things, I think. Yeah. And, yeah, uh -huh. you're on YouTube, right. And we noticed that if we have a video there, we get higher clicks. I mean, so people, there was one uh, gentleman there the other night, 
was saying, I'm just, but it's just me. It's just me and my partner, you know. And I think one of the focuses of the seminar was to, what you can do, whether you're big or small. You know, there's right. some basics. Yeah. And, um, and what you can do, you know, you start and... But where is it better to do 10 different, be on every bit of social media, or is it better to focus? And uh, I always look at everything, being a project manager, I look at everything in a phased one, two, and three approach. Um, You get your basics, you get one done, you do it right, you move on. And one of the things I thought the video stressed with, Helping people, who's your target market? Absolutely. Who's your target market and what do you want them to do? Okay? Because, and if you sit down to write everything you write, you start with that, that helps no matter what you're doing. And, um, and it's not just selling. You might, what you want them to do might be to join my mailing list. Um, Go to my Facebook page. So I, I think that was one of the main things. Uh, Janice, what would you say was one of your main takeaways from the other night? Um, just integrating all of the sites and um, making sure that all of the bases are covered as far as um, keeping all of the sites up to date. Right. I agree. Um, that's, and I've been going uh, operating under the less is more principle and trying to focus. You know, there's no uh, one mix for everybody. It's like you right. have what your business is, what you're comfortable doing. Um, and it also depends on how much time you have and, and how much you can uh, delegate or relegate to other people to do for you. If it's right. the best possibility. Because a lot of this is just busy work and, and just, um, like, you can um, outsource some of the postings and just say, okay, every Wednesday at 3 o'clock I want you to post this uh, article that I'm going to send you every week. And then, you know, you send them four or five articles for the next month and then that's done. Right. Um, well, part of it is engagement. You know, as, as the, the idea yeah. is, as you reach more and more people, for example, um, you know, why is this important to me? Well, I'm a small business. Oh, it's particularly important if you're a small business. You know, you really, really, really want to reach out to bring your business to the next level. So how much time should you spend? Not, not, not too much. You know, if you want to spend enough time that you're getting a response from your audience, that they're liking things, and especially that they're sharing things. That, that would be yeah. the primary goal, that they're sharing things. Did you decide to give away a chapter or two of your book, Janice? We were talking um, a little bit about that, like as a sample. Yeah, I did. I did a, um, a blast on uh, LinkedIn, and I oh, yeah. sent it to, uh, to a, a certain number of people, 50 actually, and okay. I got one one man that actually um, asked me for for the uh, the link to my ebook, which I told him I would give him a free ebook if he 
if they responded, and you know, we oh, can yeah. talk about it from there. So. Uh, well, that's a two percent response. Yeah, you know, um, that was fine, I, and I haven't, I've yet to follow up with him. I have to do that, and okay. uh, you know, that's it's just uh, baby steps like that. You know, you just reach out, and then you just keep reaching. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, that's great. That sounds like you're, you're, you know, pursuing that angle. Yeah, and during the, um, like the springtime, I had a woman um, call me and ask me for, um, order several books to put up on her website, which um, that was really cool because people that have bookstores or websites, they want you to send in your work without paying for it, and then they'll pay you as the book sells. Ah, consignment. Yeah, that doesn't always work because they don't always send you whatever they sell, you know, (laughs) and then the books get lost in the mix, and um, it's a lot better, as you can imagine, if people pay for the books outright and then they feel like there's some value there and then they do the right thing by the book where they they kind of watch it and they might push it a little more um, than if you just put it in there for nothing. No, I'm with you. Actually, mm-hmm. sometimes if you're giving something away for nothing, it actually devalues the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. it, it's be- it's better to give offer it at a discount if you want, like, or offer yeah. a free sample of it. But yeah. no, don't just uh, just you know hand it out on the corner because then right. people are like, well, you know, this is just just something they're handing out on the corner. I don't know, right. you know. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it's not reaching and your real target markets either. Right. That's true, too. There's a, a lot of people that um, I tell them I wrote a book, and if I have a book on me, I'll show it to them, and, and um, they'll look through it, and they'll start walking away with it. And I'll say, no, it's for sale. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I know it's for sale. And, you know, they get all kind of, you know, uh, in a huff, and, and they're, oh, oh, well, oh, you, uh, and then they give me the book back. And it's like, well, you know, I don't really worry about that because, Again, that's not my target audience. That's just somebody who's just looking for something free to yeah. get something free. Yeah. No, One that's thing definitely that I not. Thought yeah. was, was interesting from the other night, and is and and I like that kind of a workshop um, uh, setting was that uh, one of the gentlemen that we do things for is for uh, Dom's landscaping, and. He had an idea for you because we were talking about some of your target markets. And as he's walking out, he goes, oh, by the way, you know, the Hans Foundation has young girls. They, they do things yeah. for girls. They have programs. So it's a way to um, – it's, it's always easier to think of something for someone else, and not always, but, you know, yeah, to right. brainstorm yeah. and, and come up with ideas. So I thought that was good. It's like you're thinking about somebody else and, you you know, it's a creative yeah. thing working for someone else, whereas right. if we said to him, what, well, this target market, what, what do you think you should do? You might not feel as relaxed, but it's a collaborative. Yeah. That's, that's the concept I was looking right. for. Um, one then, thing I... As you're- as you're kind of talking to yourself in your own head, you might have the same idea, but then you shoot it down before it gets out. And then, you know, some other guy that doesn't really know your your business will just say it. And and then once once you hear it and once you start thinking about it, you think, yeah, that is not such a bad idea. 
Yeah. Um, one thing I thought was very interesting was um, posting on directories and how important that is um, as far mm-hmm. as, uh, Tom, talk about, you were talking about, and then I'll make some comments about the different. Well, the, the place to look is you can look at Google Webmaster Help and look for, for link schemes and look for unnatural links. Google has a great concern uh, because the, the, these, are, these are inbound links. You know, directories are inbound links for you, right? These are links right. that are to your website. But let okay. me back up just a second, okay? So Google evaluates your website two different ways. One, there's the content that's on your website itself. And two, it's the people that link to you. Think of it as the company you keep. Yeah. Okay, that's the people that link to you. Now, if you've got links coming to your website from Yahoo, that's good. From the Yellow Pages, that's good. If yeah. there's a, a forum, if there's a like a horse club here on Long Island and they link to you, Janice, that would be a great yeah. link for you. It's relevant. It's on the money. There yeah. are also junk links. These are like Joe's directory. This is a yeah. directory that basically exists to provide subscribers with another link. This right, is going right. for quantity as opposed to quality. With links from directories, the quantity days are over, and that's yeah. with authority. Look up link schemes. Look up unnatural linking. Google will hit you for this. Um, so quantity is no longer a, a factor. You want directory listings. Uh, some yeah. of the good news on directories is a directory is maybe getting 100,000 hits a month as opposed yeah. to your own website, which is getting hundreds of hits a month or whatever it's getting. You see, a yeah. directory is by orders of magnitude greater in terms of traffic. So yeah. having them link to you, like having a listing in a big directory like Manta, M-A-N-T-A, that's a good thing. Yeah. It's a smart yeah. thing to do. But you want to be careful that you're not just – oh, here, all right, here's the example of the worst way you could do directory linking. is You set up an automated program that will place your contact information every single place that will allow it. Now, yeah, direct, directories have different questions. So there's, some of them ask for this, some of them ask for that. If you just blast them all with your contact information without really following their format – that's the worst possible way to do this because right. you're listing yourself in the junk directories. You're not yeah. really answering the questions. See, so, right. so many things are like filling in the form properly, you know, mm-hmm. like, like uh, 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 in Manta. If Manta says that they want to know what your business hours are, tell them what your business hours are. Don't leave it blank. If Manta says, hey, you can upload a JPEG here, well, fine, go ahead and find a nice picture and upload that. You know, it, it's filling out the form completely will yeah. help you, you know, to get your listing found. Mm-hmm. Okay, so directory listings, uh, my advice would be uh, quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Fill in the form completely. Even though it seems like a re- repetitive task, do not automate this. At your peril, <laughs> do not automate this. Yeah, right. okay. One thing right. that he he spoke I will, uh, one thing I will start with that but uh, something that they talked about was um, the um, testimonials and 
following, directing people to an area that you follow, okay? So he used a bike example, a bike store in Colorado, and he was very happy. And so Mm -hmm. the woman said, well, you look like you were pleased if you will go to our Google Plus page, I think, um, and, and write a comment. So yeah. not only directing people where to go, but, you know, tell, that way you can respond because there's so many places. So, for example, real estate, Trillia and Zillow, go there. If people, you want them to write you a, a comment and a testimonial, tell them which ones you monitor um, or yeah. Yelp, you know, for for other things, Yelp. And, and just like um, Tom was saying, fill everything in. Yelp has started to have videos. So you can oh. put videos in there. So um, I don't know if it's beta or if it's fully imp- implemented, but that's the kind of thing. Monitor less is more. Pick what you're going to monitor and ask people to go there. Um, so how I do they do videos? video of what you're eating, or what would they do a video of? No, more, it could be uh, recipes or the type of cuisine or, um, you know, not so much people eating, but here's uh, our fresh new menu. I know I've seen some of them, and I can't can't remember exactly. Is this like a guy talking to you instead of you reading it? I think it's more like uh, here's our, you know, or South Vietnamese food, you know, is, you know, has curry or this or that, you know, something about it, not trying to, you know, pictures maybe or of the the restaurant or something. I'll have to look. Because you know what? I know well, One of the easiest videos to get, and, and this is powerful stuff, the whole video thing is part of the smartphone revolution. Everybody's yeah. looking on the internet on a smartphone, and everybody likes the ease of watching a video on their smartphone. Janice, one way this might apply to you is the happy customer video, which is one of the easiest and least expensive videos on earth. Somebody's read your book, they go, Oh, Janice, I read your book. It was great. Well, listen, do you mind if I make a quick video with my phone and put it on, on, on the internet? Would that be okay? <laughs> People are flattered that you say that. They don't mind. Maybe they'll want to look in the mirror and make sure their hair looks okay. And then they'll, they'll you know, these are short. What is it going right. to be, 15, 20 seconds? Like, oh, I read Janice's book. It was uplifting. It was inspirational. It was a yeah. great book, blah, blah, blah. How much better than that can you be? Now, you may say to yourself, well, that doesn't look like a slick, you know, Hollywood promotion, yeah. you know, commercial like you see on Channel 7. You know what? That's good. It's yeah, you better. Know, it's not to, right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's got it's got it's more believable. You know, it's got that reality TV kind of, you know, aspect to it. So it actually has more credibility than something that looks slick and polished and scripted, you know? Mhm. Uh, so one th- one point I think that they made that I think is really important for everybody to know is don't copy the testimonials word for word from your website to Zillow to Trillia to To anywhere. (laughs) To anywhere. Because Google, once they see the duplicate content, 
it takes it all out and you get nothing for it. It, it ignores <laughs> it from that point, and that's not what you want to do, which honestly you wouldn't necessarily know. You, In fact, there was a gentleman that thought, well, can I copy it from my website and put it over here? And they're telling you don't do that. Um, not ever. Yeah, so I, I always think about, you know, I always think about, especially doing anything, you have your target market that you're writing for, you're developing something for, and then you have Google bots. And I look at them like little Google figures going around. So if you look at and Google bucks, so if they see that, then it, you know, duplicate, they go, oh, that doesn't count. The same thing with your personal profile on Facebook. They go, oh, that's your personal stuff. We don't we don't index that. We don't pay any attention to it. Whereas people think they're posting and they're doing all this stuff. They're getting no Google credit for it because it's it's not even in the mix. So but I think copying, I thought that was a key point that he stressed in in the video to and that could change how you do yeah. everything. You know, it's it's really important. Um let's see what else. Um, also, I think tagging, I, I don't think people, what I did was I went through and looked at a few things that people had been doing um, on Facebook, on Google, and they weren't tagging. They're going, well, I post and nothing happens, you know. Well, well what? You know, tagging things, like even... Like, I work with Belmont Child Care, and so even on our Facebook page, I make sure I tag it with, it's at oh. Belmont Child Care in Elmont, yeah. New York. And tagging the people and tagging the groups, whereas I noticed that some people, they even on their page, they didn't have a call to action. They didn't have a link to go click on and go do something, so that was a missed opportunity but they didn't tag the place where it was done, any of the people. Um, and yeah. one of the, and, and there's simple things that even if you um, are just a small independent team, whatever, if you start doing that, once you kind of get, get in the habit, even if it takes you a little bit longer, Post less, but do it right, and you're going to see the the feedback, um, you know, increase as opposed to just well, I put it up there. Why didn't anything happen? You know, one of the one of the things I like best about tags is that it's it's a, a simple way. It takes a couple minutes to let Google know what you're going on about. Mm-hmm. That's like mm-hmm. task zero. You know, mm-hmm. that's the first thing. Unless Google can figure out. What, what, is, what is he blathering about? Unless Google can answer that question easily, you know, what, what does the rest of the stuff you're doing matter? You know, so it's very, very important that Google looks, understands what you're doing, and can take it from there. Then, you know, you can do everything else that you're doing on top of that to, in, in, you know, increase your audience, to enhance Google's understanding to provide additional material, but tagging is a real simple way to make what you're doing, think of it as being more assimilable by Google. They can they can see, oh, all right, so this is happening in Floral Park. This is a Floral Park news, you know. 
It's, it's, yeah. it's key for Google to understand exactly what a particular thing is about. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Now, Tom, did you have anything else that, um, that you wanted to talk about? I know. I'll I make covered. it quick, but yes, I do. No, there I don't was mean, a, a, I mean to cut you off. No. I just have gone through most no, of my, right. I, you know, on my thing. So. There was a question right near the end of the, the little thing we did, of the, the Google Partner Seminar, right? There was, mm-hmm. Right near the end was a question, where is the best place to post these uh, success stories, testimonials? You know, somebody, somebody writes a good review about you. Where should you put it? And you and I, Milton, had a little bit of a difference, not a tremendous difference, but a little, little like, well, your thought was perhaps you could rotate through. My thought was, well, I would just go with Google Plus because that way it's on your map listing, so hopefully it will attract people that aren't familiar with you, people that are just searching with you and they find you on search results. Oh, look, 42 reviews. See, the best place to post a review, you ready? The best place to post a review is (laughs) where you have the most following. Mm-hmm. If you've got 2,000 followers on, on Facebook, 2000, if you've got, you know, wherever you have the most oomph, whether it's on Twitter or on Facebook or on Google+, wherever you have the largest audience, that's the best place to put your reviews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's still another way to look at it. But, so you're saying even if it's not my business page or are you talking about business pages? I would put it on the business page. You know, yeah. the, in fact, the sequence is like if there was a good, re- let's say, let's say it's a good review of your book. All right, so a good review of your book, you put that on your business page, and then you can change identities on Facebook, and now you're using Facebook as yourself. So right. you go over to your business page, and you share that good review on your personal page. Right, I would yeah, do that. That's a great idea because sharing is huge. Liking is good. Sharing is sharing is gold. Sharing is mm-hmm. see that shows engagement. If people are sharing the things that are being posted, they're interested. They're engaged. You know how does Google decide whether something is interesting or not? Is it being shared? Uh huh. Actually, so, I don't- um, have to yeah. switch Tom to your. I think you can automatically save it to your. What is, let's look at. Um, oh no, you're right. Yes. You can, but what you can, and this is a key thing. That's something that I wanted to put together um, for future workshops. Is sure. the difference between so so you're on your um, business page, okay? You right. can, at the top, it'll say you're now posting as, and like my marketing pages, Mildred mm-hmm. Tizoni, social media marketing. But then okay. I can click and post as myself. That's so right. So I can go in and I don't, somebody makes a comment, gee, it was a great workshop, thanks so much. So then I can switch and as myself, not the business page, but as myself, say, Oh, it's great to have you. Thanks so much. Um, you know. Okay. And then that's where you get the the interaction on a page, the commenting as yourself. Um, well, and the, oh, go ahead. 
And you, you see, that's key. If somebody does make a comment or say anything or react to something that's going on, yeah, you, you absolutely want to respond to that. Right. You know, because that's yeah. going to generate more and more interest. See, Google's stated purpose is they want to provide such a good search experience that the only search engine you're going to want to use is Google. The reason for that, what they say, is they want a really good user experience so that the user finds what they're looking for. Behind that is the idea that they want to make a tremendous amount of money for their shareholders. So they're successfully doing both things, you know. So it's you know they do want to see people engaged, people, uh, you know, they, they do want so to see that live money, communication. How, yes. How do they make money with their shareholders by? Uh, People clicking. Is it, you're talking about the advertising and all that? Yeah, Google AdWords is their primary revenue stream. They give away a whole lot of stuff just so you'll see their ads. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, they give away Gmail so you'll see the ads over there on the right side. They give yeah. away search. There's no fee for search. You uh -huh. know, just so you'll see their ads mixed in with the search results. That particular breakthrough on Google's part is, is a, an absolute stroke of genius. Back in the 90s, people were looking for market share. Amazon was losing millions and millions of dollars every year, but they had this huge market share, so their stock was valued at billions. Google was like, yeah, that's nice. You know, okay, let's make some actual money. So they came up with this advertising you know, business model, and they've been printing money ever since. Wow. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, if you if you look at like um, YouTube, for example, and the advertising. So if you're watching a video, um, then they show you things that are relating to that video. So it can be right. useful. I mean, that's the whole idea. So it's not just oh, they're not going to notice we're putting an ad. That you you you're going to make it easier for people to get to what they're looking for. And, um, so and the same thing with when you do a search and then all of a sudden later on you see something else and you've got the ads that are oh, relevant yeah. to what you've been looking for, which right. you know, sometimes you go, whoa, yes, right. But, uh, you know, but um, uh, one thing about with YouTube and tagging, um, and we found this is very effective, is making sure you put a description in your video. Even if it's Absolutely. a video, put a description right. with a link to where you want them to go. If you, so uh, link so, first. Link first, then the blah, blah, blah. But first the right. link. Yeah, right. Um, but have it there. Otherwise, they go, oh, that was a great video. Oh, Okay. And they're too likely to just move on. Um, I've gotten actually from the Google partners, um, they've given us, uh, one of the partners team gave us code. So on your website, you can embed the YouTube video and you don't have to have either the borders. And also, you don't get the links to other businesses' YouTubes. So oh, nice. I, 
Oh, it is. It's a nice piece of code. I'll put that out. We'll do that for one of our upcoming um, workshops and also the people that join our list on that because it's very handy because then you're not advertising other people's videos. Yeah. It stops, end of story. So, um, well, those are places that you can do that already. I mean, you can make the video just stop and then it, it, it goes into a blank screen. It doesn't come up with all those different choices of the next video. Right, but you have to do it code-wise. You do that, I mean, you can put it different places so that you just sort of get in the habit and then it's done. You're not um, reinventing the wheel or accidentally having somebody else's competing video show up. Um, There's a a couple of schools of thought on that. Of course, there are other popular video sites besides YouTube you could put something on YouTube. You can upload it to Facebook. You can put it on Google+. You can put it on Vimeo and the, the Vine and some of these other places. Now, I used to think that you should only use YouTube, and the reason for that is because all your views would be counted in one place. If you have 500 people that have watched your video but it's 50 here and 200 there and 100 here, and it's spread all over the place, no one is going to actually notice that your video is so popular that it's been viewed 500 times because it's counted in these different places. So that used to be the way I, the way I thought about it. Now I, I've kind of changed my mind. I like the idea of uh, diversifying it a little bit and uploading uploading some videos to YouTube and trying it other places. You've you got to go with what works, and if you don't experiment a little bit, you don't really get, get a handle on what works. Like you said, Janice, with some of the other venues that you can upload a, a video, you, it, looks, it displays nicer on your website. Yeah. You know, you don't have that YouTube frame and all that, you know, so well, it's I, actually I, a nicer I, presentation. I, 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 yeah, I actually have code that they gave that this one one person I'll have to look up their name. Gave, so it's just like that without the frame, totally customized. Doesn't I, the reason I focus on YouTube is uh-huh. um, a matter of time. Less, you know, if I, I if I'm doing something like that, I don't really have time to do Vimeo and any of the other ones. So right. I, but that that's you know, how I've put my mix together, you know, if I had 10 people posting videos, I might do it that way. But um, from a time perspective, that's, you know, um, now you brought up a point that they talked about, and and there's two thoughts, two two different directions. Uh, They they really stress getting um, web analytics uh, on your website and what and your blog and whatever you're tracking, it's, it's vital. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, and you can talk about that, but I'm I've been using um, something called uh, Homesite.com, Homesite websites, okay. because they have it totally integrated into yeah, the built-in analytics. Yes, it, you don't have to add anything and do this and do that. It's all there. The reports are all done. And what we'll do is I'm going to put a couple of links on uh, my Pinterest for Blog Talk Radio 
and our Facebook blog talk radio um, page that gives some examples of some of the reports, which um, webmaster tools give you. This is just, it's all done. And um, so you don't have to go and add all, all the extra stuff. Uh, and we've been using it like I've been using it on Brokerage Hub, and he has mm-hmm. a lot of international. So we've been tracking when we do an email, are they on their tablet, on the phone, or desktop? So we've been getting what countries, what languages, um, because I use the emails to drive to the specific areas in the sites. Um, Tom, you might want to talk about some of the, the things that that Webmaster Tools well. Uh, Google Analytics and Webmaster Tools are kind of like a one-two punch. I wouldn't recommend just Google Analytics. It's it's better if you're going to bother putting the verification codes on your website. It's better to do them both. You can knock it out at the same time. If you've got a WordPress blog, for instance, you can automate that process with a simple plugin. But the point is, once you have the codes there, it just rolls along and it's free. One of the nice things about Google Analytics and Webmaster Tools is it's shareable. Why, why is that important? All right, so let's – well, Janice, since you're, since you're here, I keep using you as an example, but let's say yes. that you have somebody you're working with. You know, you have like an, an SEO consultant who's working with you to try and build up your traffic, okay? You can yes. share Google Analytics with that person. Right. So now you're both looking at the exact same statistics at the end of the week. So it's not like they're monitoring X and you're monitoring Y and you're trying to come to an understanding of what's going on. It's like everybody starts off on the same page. So I like the fact that you can share. Um, Mildred, I'm not familiar with HomeSite. I, I don't know if you can share those analytics or not. But the, right. the sharing thing, if, especially yeah, if you're working with somebody else, is important so that everybody's got the same statistics. Um, another thing is Google Webmaster Tools. Google Webmaster Tools is also your pipeline to Google. In addition to being able to do advanced things like A-B testing, you can have, you can have, you can have Webmaster Tools set up so it serves up one version of your home page and then an alternate version of your home page. So you can see which one gets a better response. Like if people are staying on your home page for two minutes on version A and they're leaving after 15 seconds on version B, obviously version A is the, the better version. And then you can come up right. with a new version B and you can, all right, anyway, that's more advanced stuff. So you can do A-B testing using Webmaster Tools. But the best thing is that if you're getting penalized, if Google is sending you a warning, there'll be a copy in Webmaster Tools. You don't necessarily get this on any other channel. And, you know, for you, to, one of the, the most important things, if you're going to get hit for, say, duplicate content, is to know that you're getting hit for duplicate content. That's like right. that's that's like a it's like a twelve step program. The first thing you've got to do is realize yeah. there's a problem. If you don't realize right. there's a problem, you're certainly not going to do anything about it. So right. these are some of the reasons that I'm a big fan of Google Analytics 
and Google Webmaster Tools. Did I mention they're free? That's that's a big yeah. plus always. Free is good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, how I found the home site to web platform was through Google. While I was signing up mm-hmm. for one of the places, uh, they gave that and gave it to you for a year free to see, to get in the, you know, in the swing of things. And uh, Janice, do you have Webmaster Tools and um, analytics on your site? Yes, I do. It might be interesting to see, maybe next time we can talk about some of the things you see, some of the issues you might have. now, which one, which one of the ones with keywords? What's the best place to start with keywords? Um, as what are you far talking about? In, in reference to what? And, and just, I, I was more directed towards Tom as far as keywords. That's, a, that's another whole episode yeah. of <laughs> Blog Talk yeah. Radio. Um, keywords, the, 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 the key thing to do is to talk to your clients it's not sometimes keywords will surprise you and it's not what you think it is for example if somebody's a printer they might take a look at you know what they consider to be regular professional printing and they might refer to that as angle offset printing people do not search for angle offset printing people might search for like engraved invitations people might search for you know various other things but nobody is, uh, who's not a printer is searching for angle offset printing. You see, so so what I'm what I'm I'm referring to here is talking to your target audience. Um, three question surveys are a popular item. This is a good way to engage people. You can use a Survey Monkey if you're already sending out a, 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 a newsletter, Constant Contact or whatever. You can use a quick survey. I think Constant Contact has their own version right. built in it's, but it's, the short it's, it's, one they also do a long 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 one not that one the short one should be three four well three multiple choice questions and an essay question that's about all you're going to get and offer some kind of a reward for for you know doing it right but you want to find out how did people find out about you in the first place if they found out about you via a search engine what were they searching for See, this is key information, you know, and it's not always the obvious thing that you think. Now, sometimes that can get you into a a, a horrific keyword. For instance, here's an example. So a dentist is asking his patients, you know, how did they find him? Oh, well, I looked for you on the Internet. What were you looking for on the Internet? A dentist. The word dentist is so competitive that it's useless. A real waste of time and money is if you're on page 86 for the word dentist and you want to move up. You want to be somewhere in the sweet spot. You could have an SEO company work for you, spend lots of time and money, and improve from page 86 to page 22. That's a tremendous improvement, and it's useless. Right. What, what you want to do is find a niche where you probably already come up on page 2 or page 3, because with a bit of effort, a bit of focus, you can be on page one, and that's where you want to be. You never target yourself to be anywhere other than page one. 
Oh, well, and anybody I, who guarantees you page one, that's a red flag. So um, <laughs> the question that I have about that is yeah. sometimes I'll Google my own name or just to see what comes up or who comes up or I'll, I'll put in some words that are very close to my own. Okay. And I'm wondering if because of the computer that I'm on, which is my own, right? do I keep getting the same results because I'm on the same computer and it's it's following my I'm, preferences? I'm very happy you, you mentioned that. And, yes, that your preferences. And, or, see, if you do a search when you're signed in, like if you're signed in to Google, right. that's going to change your search results a bit. I know. That's why it's hard for me to, to determine what page I come up on because I think my computer, no matter if I put in Janet Blake, oh, just, it it's always easy. gives me Just clear one. your browsing history. Clear your browsing history. It, it'll be, oh. uh, um, depending on what browser you're using, it'll be under tools, it'll be under options, right. or sometimes it's actually under history. So you huh. clear your browsing, browser history, and you make sure you're not signed into Google already, and okay. then do a Google search, okay? Yeah. So that okay. way you're going to get you know clean, unbiased results. Because, yeah, one of the things that Google does, and they've already fought this in the courts, because it's, it's really close to being a privacy violation, is they find out all this information about you so right. that they can provide you with customized search results that are regarded as being more appropriate to, you know, your tastes and what you need right. and want. Well, the other side of that is the more they know about you, the better they can sell you. So, so there's that. Yeah, I think it's a little creepy myself. It, it is a little creepy, you know. Uh, but Google's <laughs> defense on this has always been that they have your data, but they don't use it in a personal manner. They strip uh -huh. out the identifying characteristics, so they're just using your data as data. They're not like, you know, keeping a. a they're not like the KGB keeping a dossier yeah. on Janice and what Janice is up to. And oh, I see at nine fifteen, yeah. Janice was making a sandwich. You know, they're, they're not. They're not <laughs> like spying on you. But it is uncomfortably close to spying on you, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Yeah, how so. do you, um, I'm in uh, Mozilla right now, Firefox. How, how do I? Oh yeah, good. My, how do I clear my cache on that? I think it's got a history option. Yeah, there's history, what? but I, I show oh clear recent history. Is that it? There you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm okay, wrong. and there's different options. You can clear your browsing history going back to the beginning of time if you wish. Which uh -huh. I don't okay. like to do because it. But anyway. Um, it, new new incognito window in Chrome. Yeah. That's an option. That should give you the same results, correct? I think it, I'm not I think sure. I, 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 I actually haven't tried that particular experiment. It should, in theory. It should, because I was on with um, Google support on something, and... Um, uh, you can do a new incognito window. I'll verify that that's 100%. Yeah, because that's interesting. That's uh, The definition yeah. of an incognito window is they shouldn't be able to see you or look at right. what, you know, keep any browsing history on you. Yeah. That's very interesting. Okay, I hadn't thought yeah. of that. Yeah, um, because I was trying to log into something and it kept getting all my IDs all over the place, so we just okay. did that. Because I hate to have to 
clear my browsing history. I mean, it drives me Well, you don't have to clear everything. In other words, you can keep your cookies in place. You can keep yeah. your, your autofill. You can keep that stuff. But you can get rid of the list of all the websites you've, you've visited recently, which is what influences you know, your search results the most. So you can get rid of that right. stuff. Um, still, yeah, I still keep your stored passwords and all that. Yeah, I think keywords is something we can um, follow up with. Um, I so can't... agree. It's a whole topic. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know what? But I think um, I think by just starting to think about your target markets um, and 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 also Google, so you're writing better. Uh, one one tip I know, especially for uh, when you're writing something and, and in the real estate industry, but I think for everything, and I think a lot of people have a habit of abbreviating things so they don't make sense. So right. instead of eating kitchen, they do E-I-K, you know, D-E-R-M, <laughs> you know, it's like, no, write it out. Um, Long yeah, sometimes I don't understand those. What? Uh, especially the first time you use it. You I'm really have to write estate. it out. I'm not in the real estate business. I don't understand all that stuff they say. Right. And so your target market doesn't get it. And Google, they're going to say, I can yeah. what is eek? Oh, you know, I mean, it just does nothing. And I think you start to build best practices for writing, whatever you're writing. You just start, and you then you're in the habit, so you're not. It's it's not going to take you as long. Um, uh, well, you know lot. what? That's all. That's a holdover from when people were placing those ads in newspapers because you get charged by the word. Mm-hmm. Right. So instead of mm-hmm. saying Ian, eat in kitchen, three words, you could say E I K one. Right. You know whatever. Right, and an that's acronym. Still on your MLS, they limit you, but on Trillia and Zillow. They yeah, you don't. can just roll out. That's sure, Craigslist too. You can just say whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, uh, let's see. Okay. Well, do you have uh, what are you going to focus on, Janice, over the next couple of weeks? As far as um, I know, we were on. Um, we've been on Facebook a lot, and we have a group there. But I've been trying to go more on Google Plus just to get um, expand my audience there and and being comfortable and and working on my different pages and things. Uh, there was one horse picture that was yeah, beautiful. I saw that. But, yeah, so that we could get on there and start because that's you know we've got Facebook under control. So it's kind of the next thing is we really need to develop our Google Plus presence, even though we're on there, um, more interaction and more posting. Well, the thing about the thing about the stuff that I'm doing is it doesn't seem to get a reaction, and you know it'll say I'll post something on my business page and and um, I'll go back and look at it later and it says uh, 80 people reached, you know. And um, then I'm going to say, well, boost this post. So I'll boost the post for money, and then I'll come back and I'll say 120 people reached. It's like 120 people. You know, I don't know. Um, I, I kind of lost my enthusiasm for that because, 
I don't know how to get more people's attention or um, get more people to find me. I mean, I, I have uh, five, 650 likes on my, um, on my business page. And, nice. you know, they trickle in. Yeah, they trickle in uh, little by little. Um, but, so, um, again, I mean, I don't know how to make them stay there or post something more interesting or get them to purchase. See, that's such a great topic. Now we're talking about call to action and conversion. Mm -hmm. That's that's such an enormous topic. We've got like three minutes left. (laughs) There's nothing we're going to take up now, at least not effectively, but that's that's very, very interesting stuff. I'm sure a lot of people have that same question. One thing I wanted us all to do from the workshop, um, and we're going to send out an email, is Go and like the other people who were there. Go and like their Facebook page. Find them on Google+. Plus, um, and, and start creating a, a different network than just the people you've been interacting with. And then right. what, we, what we should do is when you get back, we'll do another show and we'll discuss, we'll come up with one or two ideas that we can all try um, and uh, and get some of that. I think the call to action, well, call to action and conversion. So you've got a lot of, you've got your in-network. Now we need to get your out-of-network expanded plus the effect of whether it's clicking, you know, joining your mailing list or um, following your YouTube or following you on well, as far as the people I have already, I I think I've saturated the market as far as the people who are going to buy my book um, that know me. I mean, I'm, they've pretty much gotten everybody who's going to purchase. So to keep sending out um, newsletters and, and yeah, um, but updates to these same people is a little redundant, and I wouldn't appreciate it if it was happening to me. And just to say, oh, hi, I washed my face today. Oh, okay, bye. And then it's like, you know, and when I get a, an, an email from a person like this, I just, I don't even open it. I just say, okay, yeah, I got that. But if it's interesting and it doesn't come in every every day, then I'll say, oh, I wonder what she's been up to. No, and we've then, got pro- we've got promotional options. We've got a number of things. For instance, there's Google Helpouts and Hangouts. And at the end of doing something like that, which I'm not even going to start discussing now, but at the end of doing something like that, you have a video. You know, you, you have a recording of what happened that can then keep on going and going and going and, you know, gain further momentum. Like this this blog talk radio, I don't know how many people might be engaged right this second, but Mildred, what is what is a, a, a fairly decent blog talk radio that gets a, a decent amount of traffic? What kind of traffic does it get? We get anywhere. Well, Janice and I did a quick one right before Belmont Stakes. We didn't do any promo, any anything. We've had 200 lists. That we get if once we do a little promo, we get 1,500 to 5,000. Wow! Do it where it goes on Pinterest and Facebook and Google Plus, we can get up to 30,000. Have been the, and the biggest that um that we've gotten so 
Now, that's, see, part of that is that it continues to be available. It's a recording that you can listen to, you know, while you're jogging or whatever. People can, can listen to this thing in their car while they're driving to work, um, which I, I think is, is invaluable, that people can, you know, that it's recorded, that there's a permanent copy of this. And the same thing with Hangouts and Helpouts, yeah. which we can discuss further. This is another way to get the word out. Because you're right, Janice, you don't want to just you know, do like a, a junk mailing. Right. You want, if you're going to email stuff, you want to email right. things that are going to engage. I think, okay, so what I'd like to do is we'll post some of the, we'll post the link different places. And what the both of you can do is post on your business. Do you have the largest audience. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. I, would, I would use that same philosophy of, you know, starting with the, where if you're going to get the most bang for your buck. If you've right. got the largest following on Twitter, start with Twitter. If you've got the largest following on Facebook, start with Facebook, you know. 